This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Over the course of the next 60 minutes here on the show, tons of bets. Uh, bets of steel in the National Hockey League. How many hockey bets do you think you got for tonight? I mean, like a few. I don't th- I don't know if this is like the best slate I've ever seen. I got three very big favorites and and of very different kinds, too. Like, it's like, oh, the Bruins, they're usually a big favorite in a bunch of games. The Capitals usually aren't. <laughs> they find themselves in a very interesting situation taking on a Sharks team that like they didn't yeah, ruin my day or anything, but yeah, like really great. Canucks, like really guys. I mean, it's really... just, that's just unlucky. Yeah. Like for, for people that missed it, and like you, you probably did. Let's be honest. Over the weekend, yeah, you the Sharks beat it. the yeah. the Sharks beat the Canucks. The, the the Canucks outshot them in the game like fifty to four, and like it was yep. just an unlucky result. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna get in the car tonight on the old puck line with Washington for sure. I, yeah, I, I love it. Uh, I had that written down for that game, and curious like what to do with uh with vegas i feel like they're they're a team we've kind of been dying to fade recently aiden hill starting for them tonight who's been like honestly maybe the best goalie in the league so far this year but that until he does it for longer i'm just gonna say i think it's unsustainable so i have calgary Calgary. i have yeah i have calgary written down for tonight (laughs) so basically basically there's been some steel for you where we tell you the exact same things again Uh, um, by the way, Pan- Panthers Senators is very interesting. Um, yeah, I am I missing? I I think Florida's going to win. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe you like Ottawa. I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about it coming. Ottawa out. hasn't In played a like any games this year. Most teams have played like 20, 21 games. I think they played like sixteen games. They they're, yeah, like they're, they're eight and eight. They're yeah. like Jeff Fisher. <laughs> yeah, whatever whatever like the Canadian equivalent of Jeff Fisher, like Jacques Fisher. Jacques Jacques Fichet, correct. Uh, Okay. Best of the best in the NBA is coming up. Can't wait to do that. And Monday Night Football coming up as well with the Vikings and the Bears. But let's do a couple more games in Week 13 in the National Football League. Kenny, bring the music up here, please. Uh, We left off with the Dolphins and the Commanders, and, like, I've kind of twisted myself into a pretzel. I don't know why I think Washington can maybe, like, win this game. I think I just need to lay it with Miami and be done with it. We'll talk about it more over the course of the week. Um, I think you and I are going to be simpatico on this one. And it's the Texans and the Broncos in Houston, where let me see, because like this this game's been moving like the whole day, right? Um, basically from Houston to three to three and a half. It looked like this was gonna go to four at one point. Okay, we've settled in at Houston minus three and a half. So the Broncos win yesterday against Cleveland, aided by the injury to DTR, which by the way was a clean hit uh, by Baron Browning. 
Um, DTR leaves, PJ Walker comes in, and it's just like Cleveland's never going to cover teaser legs or win the game at that point. So Denver wins again. Broncos are now over 500. The Texans lose to the Jaguars in a game that, to me, felt like Trevor Lawrence announcing, hey, like, we're still here, everybody. Also, the Texans got jobbed a couple times by bad officiating, and Stroud missed Tank Dell on a couple deep shots. Not that I'm annoyed that I lost my Tank Dell under, which is just like, I have no idea how that happened. That's a bad run out for me on the Tank Dell over yesterday. So anyway, Houston... Three-and-a-half-point home favorite against Denver. The total is 46-and-a-half. Ken Penn, Pencil, Blood, or Blank. Hashtag our Broncos on the road at the Texans. Both of these teams now 6-5. and five. Yeah, it's been really fun to watch uh, Denver go on this kind of mini run that they've had. I don't even know if it's a mini run, right? Like longest winning streak in the oh, NFL. Oh, it's a, like oh, yeah. oh, it's a run. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a just run a, It's just point. a normal run. It's about to be, hopefully, about to be a marathon. The way the rest of the schedule sets up, we'll see. Uh, been fun to be on them a bunch of times. I remember having Pizzola on the show like four weeks ago. It was, and we were, and we basically like teed him up. We were like, I, we think the Broncos can really be a thing the second half of the season. He was like, yeah, I agree. We talked about it a bunch on that show. It's been fun. It's been fun to play on him a few times. It's fun to see Sean Payton's coach of the year odds drop. Maybe not enough. We'll see. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. This man, this kind of feels like a coach of the year elimination game, just like uh, just like the Vikings one does, where I'm like, I don't know if O'Connell's going to win now anymore. And Sean Payton beats D'Amico Ryans. Oh, D'Amico Ryans going to win. Like, I, I did this earlier in the show. Like, the Texans are really fun, and Stroud's awesome, and D'Amico Ryans probably, like, a pretty good coach. Like, they're, they're still just six and five. Like, what record do you think they're going to have at the end of the year? Like, what do you what do you think here? I mean, it just it could be eight and nine as often as they could be nine and eight, honestly, the way the schedule plays out. And uh, I'm not sure anybody's winning anything if that happens. Also, it's... I think people feel like they're on this like insane run. It's like they're like they literally were on their bye in week seven. Here's their last five games. Lose at Carolina. That's as part of the five games. I know we all think they're awesome. Barely beat Tampa in like the most insane game ever conceived. At Cincinnati, win by three. That's like the game that really put them on the map for everybody, I feel like. Uh, beat the Cardinals, but don't cover. And Arizona had plenty of opportunity to win that game. And then the loss to Jacksonville. You could make a really good argument, like the loss to Jacksonville is the best game they played of the five games, like in terms of like playing the best start to finish in the game. I guess the Cincinnati game is because if Stroud doesn't throw the pick, they like put Cincinnati away by a lot. My point is just like, You've got five games since the bye. You've got a lot of bad teams in here. And you've got a lot of really, really close games. Why is this going to be a blowout? I guess that's my question. Like, I, I just, why is why are they, why do they have to win this game by margin against, like, the hottest team in the league who's I think is really good? Like, yeah, Wilson's kind of a game manager. Also, he never, ever turns the ball over. Ever. And their defense is great. Like, and you don't need them to win the game. They can lose by three so and you still win they're your gonna, game. They're going to get trucked. Like, that's going to happen? So, like, I look, if Houston wins a close game, Stroud's great. Like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, whatever. I think Houston's good. Like, I, I don't have a problem with them being favored in the game or anything. I don't think that's crazy. Um, I'm okay with them getting, like, some credit for what's happened so far this year. But I I look at this almost like I, we're people still aren't on to Denver. You guys still – nobody's on this yet. <laughs> like, we're going to just do this? Really? Um I, they have one of the best coaches in the league and a quarterback that's playing really, really well and, like, never turns the ball over. They're just like, really? Like, by margin? So, I get, like, if this was going to be two and a half, three, be like, well, I'll be rooting for Denver, but I don't really have a bet in the game. It would have been that kind of an answer. More than a field goal. Like, I love Denver in this game, just like I loved him last week, just like we loved him against Buffalo. Like, it's just the same. There's no upgrade here. Or maybe we're upgrading Denver at the same time we're upgrading Houston a lot. 
And so it kind of like reflects this way in the market. Uh, I think more than a field goal with Denver's like kind of crazy. I love Denver. And look like they they were trending at one point this season. And we remember it's not that long ago. Like speaking of this, how long the season is and how like twists and turns and things yeah. can change. Some pace to be maybe the worst defense literally in the history of the National Football League. Yep. And, you know, since they had the huge comeback on the road in Chicago that like they lost two games after that, that game kind of like kept them afloat a little bit and saved the season a little bit. You know, they at Kansas City allowed 19 points. 17 points at home against Jordan Love and the, and, the, and the Packers. And say what you want about Jordan Love, like they only allowed 17 points. Nine points in a win against the Chiefs. 22 on the road at, at Buffalo. Vikings offense has been good, only allowed 20 points in that game. And then like the Browns, whatever. Like the Browns were never scoring anyway in the game, but only allowed 12 points. So like no matter what, the, they, they faced good competition. Like they held the Chiefs and the Bills down. And I get that Stroud's good, and this is a really explosive offense, and like Tank Dell's awesome, and Nico Collins is awesome. Like I, I get it. Like the Broncos' defense has been good; they just have been. Um, and you know, on Sunday nights now, in lieu of like sitting there and like carefully crafting a number, what I like to do now is say, okay, like what's the number that I would need to bet either side of this game? And the conclusion I came to, the conclusion that I came to, was the I think the right number in the game is Texans three. Points where it's Texans minus three, like, I do nothing here. Um, and it was three last night, and I was like, ah, it's kind of a bummer. Now that it's three and a half, Ken, I'm with you. Like, I just, honestly, I just think the point spreads, in my opinion, is incorrect. And I can be wrong. Uh, I'll I'll take the three and a half with the Broncos. Anything over three with Denver, Ken, will be my play in this game. And anything and, else to add here on this game, or you want to go on to the next one? Yeah, just that, like, the, the Texans are also kind of interesting, because they they strike me as, like, a really phony over team. Like they get lot, they get like lined in the market, like because they because people watch the honestly because we watch the games and Stroud's throwing balls seventy eight yards downfield. I mean, Tank really catches that good. one pass and it doesn't get called back. He literally goes over on one play, like that's and it's and it was a high number in the market and he still could have gone over on one can, play. Can you give me, can, can, give, give me give me ten yeah. seconds here on this? Also, Stroud missed him on a seventy eight yard touchdown. Also, he had that catch where he was ruled out of bounds. Where if you watch the replay, he was actually in bounds. That is like as bad a prop loss as like we will ever have. Was the Tank Dell over receiving yards yesterday? But what so can you I, do? I just think especially these last so like they beat Cincinnati and like the secrets out right. Like people that watch at the NFL and pay close attention, probably knew Houston was good anyway, knew Stroud was good anyway, but like the casual fan, like the sort of the, the media that generally covers the league, they beat Cincinnati, it's like cats out of the bag. This team's awesome, Ryan's his coach of the year, Stroud's gonna win everything. Like is Stroud gonna win MVP was the conversation out of that game. We don't have to talk about that. Another insane MVP story that happens week to week to week in the NFL, whatever. So like they beat Cincinnati and like what happens the next week? Arizona total opens, it gets bet up like three and a half points. Start, game starts crazy game lands 37 goes under and like again yesterday's game like it lands 45 like I, I feel like everyone thinks Texans games are different than they actually are that's like yeah you know if you actually watch the games you know they land like with low scores like I know we see the individual like Twitter plays it's like wow Stroud's got a huge arm like they create explosive plays also he takes mind-numbing sacks in situations by the way which happened yesterday in a bunch of situations like yeah you know what those do also kill drives Denver wants no part of a game with a total of 46 and a half. What's, they don't play games like that at all. Their game manager, defense, run the ball the whole way. They're on the road. They're going to be different than that. No way. Like they, maybe the game gets out of hand. Maybe that's how Houston blows them out. 
I, it's kind of, I think it's like Broncos and the under. I think they win the way they win. They win a close, low scoring game where Wilson in the fourth quarter is nails and like does not turn the ball over and leads them to a couple scoring drives. Like that's how I see the game playing out. And oh, by the way, the Texans have played games like that the last two. Like they're not, this isn't the Dolphins. Like they're not that. They can be that at some point, but it's just, it's not consistent enough. They haven't scored that much the last two weeks. Like well, this, I, this total doesn't make any sense. This total is not a Broncos game total. Let's put it that way. All right, so that's the uh, the Texans and the Broncos. More coming up over the course of the week. We'll do one more game here, and then we'll hold the Niners and the Eagles, the Chiefs and the Packers, and the Jaguars and the Bengals coming up for tomorrow's edition of the show. The Vikings and the uh, the Bears are both on their bye coming up this week, so we won't have games for them to discuss Along with tomorrow. everybody else. Along yeah. with, yeah. It's and Jim Nance and Tony Romo. <laughs> good, good, good. good I, I wish it was us. We need Not a bye Wilson. week. When's our bye week? Yeah. Badly. Uh, Rams and the Browns in Los Angeles. The Rams are four and a half point home favorites against Cleveland. The total 39 and a half. You might be thinking to yourself, that point spread's insane. Well, we don't know who's playing quarterback for Cleveland. I think it's going to be Joe Flacco. Maybe DTR clears protocol. Maybe it's PJ Walker. I, I think I would set Flacco as the favorite in the betting market. So it's Flacco off the street, basically starting for the Browns. Also, like we did get some, I think it's good news on Miles Garrett. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely good. Based on but, what we heard yesterday. But, Yes. So good news long term, but I still like calls into question his availability for this game. And uh, the Rams just trucked Arizona and like cup will play in the game. Certainly like like uh, uh, played the entire game yesterday. Puka played the entire game yesterday. Kyrie Williams looks the best running back in the NFL looked amazing yesterday. We know about Amari um, Cooper either. Did that come out after the game? What that was? You know what? It's a, I actually have it written here and didn't say it. Amari Cooper left the game also yesterday as well. So we have like a lot of injury stuff still to sort through with Cleveland this week. Probably why it gets us to this number here of the Rams kind of in the dead zone. Rams a four and a half point favorite. Anything to do right now, Ken, with this game, with like all the unknown here with the uh, with the Brown stuff? Oh, we do have some uh, news. Oh, nice. uh, uh, Kevin Stefanski said negative yeah. X-rays. Cooper expected to be okay with a rib injury. I think we can we could say that he's likely to play this week off of that report. Not yeah. definitely, but likely. I would agree with that. Um, so this is like the most insane market, but I'm not saying it's insane because I really want to bet into it. Just like even like two weeks ago. Like, if you would have said this was the market, I'd be like, no, 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 you mean Browns four and a half. Like, you got it wrong. You got the symbols wrong. <laughs> like, you got the plus minus wrong. It's like, wait, no, you didn't? Really? Um, at the same time, like, you just did a great job detailing why the market's moved in the direction it is. And so I'm kind of forced to be like, I, I guess I agree. I guess. I'm going to operate like Garrett's not going to play. I'm going to say that like, that's going to happen. Who, by the way, is like the most impactful edge rusher in the league by far so far this year. And like on every down in every situation, he's the best. Okay, that sounds pretty important for a team that defines itself through defensive play. And uh, and so, okay, if that's true, requires an adjustment. The quarterback situation is like a total nightmare. I don't know what that's going to be. Yeah, like, can they score? And I know the Rams defense isn't very good. Like, can they score? Like, can the Browns score? Is this going to be Tim Boyle? Like, is that what this is going to look like? So I, don't think, I think this so. is I'm what like it has Boyle. to be. I think this is what it has to be. I just, I, I don't know what our expectations can be for Cleveland. Like, down Garrett on Flacco off the street. Like, I, I mean, what's the number supposed to be, you know? Like, I, I think this is about right. Maybe like three and a half instead of four and a half or something. Rams more Rams than three. Favored. Yep. Yeah. So, I don't know. It doesn't make me want to bet it. I, I just think it's insane. Like, I... I like almost every time I look at it, I just go like, that looks nuts. And then I'm like, oh, but this and this and this and this. And then you get to the number pretty fast. To nothing to do right now. 
don't know. What about you? Yeah. Nothing. Right? But, but that's like a crazy market, right? Like the Rams. I, really? We'll, yeah. we'll do a little more on this game on the other side. And then we'll start giving you all our bets for tonight. Bets of Steel in the NHL. Best of the best in the NBA. Vikings-Bears bets coming up later in the hour. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, we'll get to all of our bets for tonight coming up in moments. Bets of Steel, best of the best NBA. And then side total and props for the Vikings and the Bears on Monday Night Football. We didn't do Lochmas today. Oh, should we do it here? We have a couple minutes. We can save the Rams yeah, Brown we... stuff for tomorrow. Yeah, why don't we do that? Why don't we do that? And then we'll do like we'll we'll do one of hockey or basketball, and then we'll do the other one in the next segment. Sounds good. All right. Uh, also, like I was gonna like we can have the conversation on the Rams and Browns like like <laughs> later this week when we you yeah, know we, you know we have it Friday afternoon right can't wait <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the Friday conversation. All right, uh, we are heading into conference championship weekend in college football like great slate of games this past weekend obviously and I think it's gonna be a pretty exciting slate of games coming up this weekend as well how should you be looking about national championship if at all as we head into conference championship weekend let's find out what Santa thinks Santa of course is Ken Barkley uh in this Kenny Henderson and Mike Brown day one of Lochmas college football is the best time of the year the fight songs Announcers going crazy. Mario Anderson still on his feet. Got free. Mario. Super Mario. Touchdown. The roar of the crowd. But for Nick and Ken, college football only sounds like one thing. It's Lockmas time on You Better You Bet. Hey, all right, Santa, national championship market, Michigan, your favorite atop the board once again after beating Ohio State on Saturday, surviving Ohio State at the end, but winning nonetheless, Michigan plus 190, Georgia, who will play Alabama for the SEC chip, Michigan, by the way, will be about a, a 9 million point favorite against Iowa in the Big Ten title game, Georgia will play Alabama for the SEC championship, like just like saying that, like giving me goosebumps, can't wait, Georgia plus 210. Oregon, who will, is a huge favorite against Washington in the Pac-12 title game. Oregon, plus 500. Bama, plus 800. Texas, who will take Oklahoma State on in the Big 12 title game. One loss, Texas. Texas, 9-1. to Washington, undefeated, playing Oregon, 18-1. to Florida State's undefeated. Going to play Louisville in the, in the ACC championship game, but obviously on, on their backup quarterback now. FSU, 25-1. to Can Ohio State still somehow make the college football playoff? Ohio State 40 to 1 to win the national championship. Santa, how should we be betting uh, the national title right now in college football? Will Will Ohio State make the playoff? Will they fire their coach before that's even possible? <laughs> will that Will that happen? <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, seems really unlikely. There's just there's too many good teams left. I mean, they need like some kind of weird doomsday scenario to have kind of any chance to make it. I think at least Ohio State that is. Um, yeah, the, the crux, I think there's just there's a couple interesting things and one interesting thing that doesn't happen in the playoff normally. So we talked about this on Sunday, this idea that there's actually like a lot we don't know with one week left. Like even if like, well, if this team wins and this team wins, what happens? I don't know if anybody's totally sure of what like what the run out is when that happens. And also like, please don't read anything to the rankings that come out tomorrow. Uh, those rankings can be completely flip-flopped and changed around, and the committee can make up a totally new rationale next week 
for who to put in. So like if a team's ahead of a team, like wherever Florida State, like I I don't care where they are right now. I only like the rule of the playoff rankings, you only have to care about the last one. It's the only one you have to care about. None of them are predictive of what the, the final one is gonna be. Most interesting thing to me with title odds, uh well, one thing yesterday, George is the second favorite and there's actually a chance they don't make it. Uh, what if they lose? Alabama's obviously in. Michigan's almost assuredly in. Winner of Oregon, Washington's in. And then it's like, okay, well, if Florida State wins or if Texas wins and they both have one loss, really, it's like if Florida State wins, like, are they going to leave Georgia out for the hurt quarterback team? But that hasn't lost a game yet this year. I, I think that's reasonable. I've had a bunch of people message me like, you really think Florida State's going to make it? You really think they're going to take them? Now, they can set whatever precedent they want because the entire format's changing next year. They can do whatever they want. I don't think they want to take Florida State. It's bad for ratings to take Florida State and leave out Georgia. Totally understand that. Um, I I think if they don't lose, I'm not... I This is going to sound stupid because they do. I don't know if they really have a choice in the negotiations in the room if Florida State doesn't lose. Like, we've never had a team like this. They can set a new precedent. I think they put Florida State in. Power conference team that literally didn't lose all year. Like, didn't lose. Um, I think they'd be in. And if it comes out of them in Georgia, then it's really dicey and, and we'll see. Um, so I do think that's interesting, the idea that the team that's the second choice may not make it. Uh, the other thing that's really interesting, if Florida State makes it, I'll be honest, I love them at this point spread against Louisville. The markets for these games have changed in really interesting ways. Florida State's under a field goal now against Louisville. I think they're going to find a way to win that game. I do. I actually think, like, regardless of who plays quarterback, I actually think they're that much better than Louisville on a neutral field. And I'm not even saying Louisville is a bad team. Uh, I actually really like that number. And the interesting thing is, okay, play it out. They win. Let's say the committee gives them a spot. Maybe you disagree. You don't think, but whatever. Let's play out. Play this. Play out this hypothetical. I think it's more likely than most people do that Florida State makes it. Um, if they make it, for the first time, I think ever it puts the most incredible premium possible on being the one seed, which is never true. Being the one and the two is usually irrelevant, does not matter. The three and the four are usually both bad, or the one the one is so much, such a dominant team, it's not even an argument about who the one's going to be, Joe Burrow, LSU, or something like that, where it's like, yeah, yeah, they're the one, like you can't even change it around. We also sometimes have two teams from the same conference make it, and the committee will go out of its way to put them in separate semifinals, so it's almost like a political game at that point. We don't have that this year. We likely don't have that. Alabama and Georgia, I guess, could still both make it. But, like, that seems unlikely. Obviously, they wouldn't play each other. They'd rig it so they, even if they should be 2-3, they would play each other. So, I guess my point would just be, I think Michigan's going to be the one tomorrow because they beat Ohio State. And I think that's, like, the reward for beating Ohio State. I guess my question is, if is Georgia beating Alabama enough to get Georgia the one? Or is Michigan definitely the one if they win? I kind of think Michigan's definitely the one if they win. And if that's true, this is how they win the national title. Is And I will use this term, and it'll make everybody that roots for Florida State mad. They get a walkover in the semifinal. That's how they end up making the title and winning the national championship. Florida State wins. They make it. They're the four. Michigan, by 75, they win. Like, I just, that's how they, that's how they win the title. And then guess what you'll probably get in the other semifinal? You'll get the Dan Lanning Bowl. You'll get the most talented Oregon team maybe in history against Georgia. And I actually think Oregon would win that game. And then you get Michigan and Oregon in the national championship. And that's how Michigan has a chance to win. I've wondered all year. Michigan always rates out the best for me. We've done that a million times. I bet them the most. They're like one of basically the only team, aside from Ohio State, that I have money on. And my biggest position is Michigan of the two. But even I wonder, like when I go through the season, I go, okay, like I kind of think this is going to happen. 
But how's it going to happen? Because if they play Georgia, it's going to kind of suck. <laughs> like, I'm really not going to enjoy that game, or I'm not going to enjoy the lead-up to that game with a team that absolutely manhandled Michigan the first time they played in the semifinal two years ago. And it's not like they're that different. Like, it's, yeah, Georgia's a little worse, and Michigan's maybe a little better, but, like, there's, there's a big physicality difference. Here's how it happens. Georgia either doesn't make it, or they get put on the opposite side. Michigan gets Florida State. Georgia's got to go through Oregon. Good luck. Oregon's insane. <laughs> They're so good. So I just, it's funny because it's like now we're here and I go, oh crap, maybe this is how it happens. Maybe this is how they win. Um, oh, by the way, Harbaugh's back, whatever. So it doesn't have to play out that way. Georgia could get the one, I guess. Beating Alabama is a really big win. Um, but I just like uh, permutations to play out that I think are interesting. It's like, oh, here's here's maybe how much I can see it happening now. And if Florida State making it and the battle to be the one between, I mean, talk about political games behind the scenes, you will want to be the one this year if you think Florida State's making it. So look, like we're down to the wire. Like you should just be betting games instead of title odds right now. There's nothing going on. Just you should be betting the games instead if you like teams. Um, but just like really just a couple thoughts that went through my head when we were thinking about the playoff announcements that were going to happen tomorrow. And look, I'm a, I want to bet these games, but I'm also like a, I'm a sports fan like everybody else is, except for the analytics community. They hate sports and fun. Uh, that should get you like obviously like excited to bet, but also, man, kind of can't wait for this. I feel like I, a lot I hope of the Oregon times... and Georgia play. It's like the game I can't wait. To, it's like the one semifinal I really, really want to see. Because I, I actually think I, that might be the two best teams, honestly. Even though I think Michigan's the most likely team to win, they rate out the best. I, like, want to see those two teams play each other. I'd like to see, like, Michigan, Texas, Georgia, Oregon. And I understand what sure. you're saying, that you think Florida State would go in. People like Psych Texas a lot. A lot of people think Texas is a really bad matchup for Michigan. That, like, Texas can do some stuff that Michigan's not very good at. Like, Michigan would have trouble against them. Maybe. Like, maybe. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like, Michigan folded like, against TCU. Like Michigan, yeah. Florida State, like Michigan's going to bulldoze them. I don't know what you're saying. Like the conversation is I mean, not I don't know if they'll should, cover, it's will they. Because they'll be a big favorite. Like, I mean, Florida's, two, they're two and a half against Louisville. Like Michigan's going to be a big number in that game. Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. yeah. All right. And I, it's, I use walkover just like Florida State can win. But like, just like, let's be honest so about what unlikely. this is going to be. Yeah, it's really unlikely. Uh, so that's so the point of the, what I was saying is, not only does that get me excited to bet, I feel like there's usually not a lot of juice when it comes down to like this time of year in college football. Who's going to get in? Uh, this is pretty who good. Who can win? It's pretty, pretty, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Feels like a lot of teams going to win the title. Anybody who gets in that's not Florida State basically can win of like seven teams. I guess like Georgia, Ohio State was pretty fun last year. Yeah. Remember, when, remember that field goal attempt? Except for us. Ryan Day. Thirteen and a half with Georgia finals. We bet, know, we bet Georgia was... in both championship games. One of the one of the great experiences of my life. Both of them. the Alabama game was just the nuts. We had Georgia. We had props. We had the total. We had everything. What was the final? Sixty six seven or something like that against TCU. Something like that. Yeah, it was just felt like it was really embarrassing. Sixty seven. Yeah. All right. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Uh, and that's Lockmas for day one. Lockmas day two coming up tomorrow. Ken will give us some thoughts on the Heisman Trophy. All right. Uh, Vikings Bears bets coming up next segment. NBA bets coming up next segment as well. Let's get you set to bet some hockey tonight with this edition, guys. Bets of Steel. It's time for Nick and Ken's Hockey Bets. Drop the puck. It's Bets of Steel. All right, buddy. Let's get it rolling tonight. With the good old Bets of Steel. Let's start 
in uh, my neck of the woods here with the, maybe the best hockey team the world's ever seen, the New York Hockey Rangers, who will host the Buffalo Sabres tonight. Uh, Oompa Loompa Lekkanen will start for the Sabres. Igor Shesterkin for the Rangers. The Rangers were a big favorite, as you might expect. Uh, any bets here for the Rangers and the Sabres? Uh, I think I'm going to pass this game. Yeah, it just seems like kind of the right market. Uh, just a, a distinction in the market I'll point out. The Rangers throttled Boston. Uh, what was that, Saturday afternoon? Seven, yeah, 7 I think that four. game was. 7-4. Uh, Boston's actually, man, we'll talk about them in a second. A couple off performances for them. There's an interesting price discrepancy in the market, which I'll draw attention to. The Rangers are now the favorite to win the President's Trophy, which seemed insane at the start of the year that that would ever be the case. Um, and they have injuries and stuff, but they've just been the best. And uh, they're the favorite to win the President's Trophy. They're about 4-1. to one. And Boston's right next to them. Colorado, Vegas, all these teams are low-priced. Rangers are the favorite. Their coach, Peter Laviolette, who's the first-year head coach of the team, is still a very, not a big price. He's one of the favorites, but like a way bigger price than 4-1 to one to win the Adams Award. Uh, my opinion would be if they won the President's Trophy, he would 100% win that award. No question with no matter who the other teams were. He'd beat Rick Tockett, he'd beat everybody. Uh, in my opinion, those two prices should be the same. And until they're the same, I'm gonna keep betting the one that's off, which is obviously the coach one. So just something to keep in mind, like I don't have to be right. That's how I'm playing that market. And I'm like trusting the president's trophy market a little more than the coach market that doesn't take a lot of money. Uh, not, nothing on this game, obviously Rangers very likely to win. All right, good stuff there on the Rangers and the Sabres and a couple futures markets as it concerns the Blue Shirts. Ken, let's go to Columbus. Bruins, a massive favorite on the road at the Blue Jackets. Boston's like a, not playing great recently, um, but maybe a great chance to get back on track here. Swayman and Martin, the goalie matchup here. Uh, I would only bet Bruins puck line here. Any thoughts for you on this game or bets? I, do, I, I am going to play a Bruin. It sounds so, like, narrative-driven, whatever. Like, I'm laying the Bruins in this game. I was actually curious who the Blue Jackets would start in goal. Um, Merce Likens, right, is how I pronounce their other yeah, number one starter's Spencer name, something Martin like that. Has, has, been, has been quite, Merce Likens has been quite good this year. His advanced metrics are excellent. Uh, if he was the starter, I was going to play the under in the game. Maybe Bruins like 2-1 overtime, 3-2, something like that. Not him. Like all systems go for a Bruins. But they're the, one of the most well-coached teams in the league. Incredibly deep. I do think you get a multi-goal win from them. Uh, yep, Bruins puck line for yours truly. Ken, let's go do the Panthers and the Senators, where Florida's starting to get healthy now, getting their defensemen back. Uh, Panthers are a short road favorite here in Ottawa. Uh, Bobrovsky and Corpusalo looks to be the goalie matchup tonight. Uh, I, I like the Panthers here. I think the market agrees with me a little bit. Any bets for you here with the Panthers and the Sens? Yeah, literally on the board, the Panthers are getting bet right now, like in the last 10 minutes. Well, I, I no bets for be. me. I, I was Yeah, I, I was hoping the total wouldn't be as high as it was. I kind of like the over in the game too. But yeah, I'll say like lean pan. I'm not as high on them as you are. I, I agree that they should be a road favorite. They could be very good. Um, just more like a lean for me, like not something I'll have any money on. All right, abs in the lightning um, in Colorado. Vasilevsky back for Tampa. Looks like he hasn't missed yeah. a beat. Colorado, a small home favorite here. The total six and a half. Ken, that's where I want to go here. Uh, Georgiev going to start. Let me just make sure that that's right. Yeah, Georgiev and Vasilevsky, your goalie matchup tonight. I like the under in this game. I'll bet under six and a half with Vasilevsky back. Hashtag in between the pipes. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see how he plays the next couple weeks. Uh, I just... Like Tampa got bet in this game. I, I like the short home price in a road game or a home game for the Avs. Like the best home team in the league, I get minus 125. Like I'm, I'm going to bet the Avs. Like Vasilevsky playing or not. Okay. Uh, I guess we will. We don't have enough time to hit the rest of the games. Are you about the Flames tonight? Maybe we do one more. Calgary at home against Vegas. I'll do. I mean, I'll, I'll do one better. Like I'm, I'm going to bet the Flames and I'm not going to bet the second game. I think I would bet the Caps on the puck line. I just checked the price on it. It's not particularly good, <laughs> but well, that's how uh, I would go uh, in that game. 
Well, how about this? I'm going to bet the Flames also, and this is apparently going to be a game where I just bet a million things, a night where I bet a million things. I'll bet the Caps on the puck line, still plus money at BetMGM. Sharks did beat the Canucks. Also, they got out outshot by a million. They're still terrible. Give me the Capitals to win by multiple goals. On the other side, NBA best of the best and bets for Monday Night Football. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. All right, some thank yous to Dole Out, and then we'll wrap up the show. And it's the same during the break. I, I, I have nine hockey bets tonight. <laughs> Can't wait. Going to be awesome. Uh, NBA bets, and then Vikings Bears bets for Monday Night Football coming up in moments. But first, some thank yous. Uh, our one wonderful guest today was our good friend Rick Camp. Rick is on Twitter at Rick C. Camp, one of the best guys out there. Give him a follow um, if you like NBA, if you like food, if you like laughs, if you like good people. At Rick C. Camp on Twitter. We love our guy, Rick Camp. Our executive producer is Alex Fasano. Our technical director, the great Tyler Morales. Our engineer, in for the vacationing, Jake Hassan. How about Jake? Jake, the new downtown Mike Brown, just like piecing out during the middle of football season for like a week and a half. I guess God bless him. Also, he can piss off. Uh, so hopefully Jake's enjoying his vacation. But our guy, Kenny Henderson, a.k.a. Kenderson, in this entire week for Jake. So we appreciate our pal, Kenny Henderson. And in all seriousness, we love Jake. Also, screw him. And our video producer is God's Perfect Creation, the great downtown Mike Brown. Alex writes in the chat, instead of Jake the Snake, J Jake Jake the Break Hassan, because that's all he does is take breaks from work. <laughs> It'll break that. Hassan. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, downtown Mike, speaking of breaks, Downtown Mike Brown is our video producer here on You Better You Bet. Mike, we love you. Also, <laughs> wanted to give a happy oh, birthday um, message to Mike Brown. Mike turned 35 this weekend. Mike oh, is the yeah? best in the business. Yeah. I wish we I was 35. look forward to having, me too. <laughs> I look forward to Mike Brown being a member of our crew, God willing, for a really long time, unless like he like you know goes on to bigger and better things. But everyone knows there's nothing bigger or better than you better, you bet. But Mike, we appreciate you, and a very happy birthday. Also, stop taking time off during football season. Also, happy birthday. We love you. Uh, coming up after us, BetMGM tonight, a four-hour live betting extravaganza featuring tonight all of our friends, uh, Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, Nick Ash, who all have you covered, 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern tonight here on the BetQL Network. All right, NBA bets for NBA bets for, for now uh, before we get to the NFL. Uh, Kenny, take it away with best of the best. Nick and Ken have been in the betting gym doing spreadsheet curls and prop lifts, getting ready for their biggest opponent yet. The NBA. And thanks to their training, they're now ready. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Ready for whatever may come. And when it comes to the sports books, they'll show no mercy with their NBA best of the best on You Better You Bet. Speaking of the the, uh, the gong, I just I beat the uh, Wednesday night. I beat the new Yakuza game that came yeah, out. Yeah, you were fired up. You were excited oh, about it. Oh, man. What a, what a great game. What a great video game. And they always do like a, there's always like a coliseum in every game that you fight in and they always do the gong and it's always like really funny. It's just a, what a, what an awesome, awesome video game. Anyway, to our NBA bets for tonight. Ken, it's an abbreviated slate in the association. Uh, pick a side, any side, best side for tonight. I do, I, uh, the, uh, the sort of honorable mention will do best of the rest because I only have one bet for best of the rest. Uh, I do like the Sixers tonight home against the Lakers. This isn't my best of the best side. This was sort of like the runner up in that department. Um, Lakers road splits have been brutal. 
Uh, Lakers have been winning in large part despite starting really slowly against worse teams. That's really not going to work tonight against the Sixers. Also kind of like the Sixers in the first quarter of this game for that reason. But that's the best side for me. Jordan Poole was declared in for the Wizards. I think he's been upgraded to probable. He's going to play in the game is what it sounds like. And the Wizards got bet. And the Pistons in a lot of places are only two-point home favorites. For people who haven't followed this game, uh, the Pistons have not won a game in the month of November. They are over, and it's the 27th. Uh, the Wizards, I believe, have won one game this month. So this Wizards is like aside from Charlotte. Wizards have lost nine straight. Wizards yes. have lost nine straight. The Pistons have lost 13 straight coming into this game. Right. So in November, it's like one win Wizards with zero wins Detroit. And this will be one of the dumbest things I think I've ever said, and I really mean it. I think one of these teams like absolutely desperately wants to win this game and the other team is the wizards who probably are indifferent and don't care and the idea that like pool in so now i get a break on the price like the pistons for as bad as they are they try hard every game monty williams like wants to win these games Cade desperately wants to win they're just bad and they don't win and they've been in a ton of close games and they don't win I think they win tonight. I actually am like supremely confident. I'll go down with the ship on this one. Here's a team that hasn't won, and I love them. Uh, love the Pistons tonight. Have some props from the game as well. By far my favorite side. Uh, we'll go mano we mano on this one. I think it's two of the worst teams in the NBA. I'll take the underdog price. I'll take the Wizards to win the game. Wizards on the money line. We'll go mano we mano here. Maybe, maybe the Pistons smoke them, and I'm wrong. Uh, but I'll take the Wizards tonight uh, as my favorite side. Uh, my favorite total, Ken, will actually be a team total. Um, where I was betting Zion unders for a while, and that's kind of dissipated because he's awesome and Brandon Ingram's awesome. And before C.J. McCollum comes back and maybe disrupts this a little bit, obviously, like, you'd rather have McCollum than not. Just like they're on a roll right now, and they're facing a Jazz team they should be able to roll up the points on. In lieu of playing the full over for the game, I I'm just confident the Pelicans will score a billion points tonight. I'll bet the Pelicans team total over, Ken, 119.5. Pelicans team total over 119.5. Uh, my total for tonight is the over in the Pacers game because I don't think we're at an adjustment yet. 240. Uh, the market opened 241 and everyone's first thought was to bet under, which is kind of funny. You'd be like, well, but they're playing like a really bad team. They're favored by a lot. Uh, great. They played the Pistons on Friday and the game landed 249 and they won by 23 points. Next. Like what, what else are, what else are we going to argue here? This team's just different and market, I don't think is catching up to what's going on. So can be wrong. Still 240 and a half is available most places. Uh, I'll play the over in a Pacers game. And, uh, okay, so Pacers over for Ken. My favorite prop for tonight, Reggie, Mr. October in November. <laughs> Re Reggie Jackson knows that Jamal Murray is almost back. And no Jokic tonight. Tonight is Reggie Jackson's time to shine. Not since Mr. October hit three homers in the World Series in 1978 will we see a performance from a Reggie Jackson like we will tonight. He might shoot 40 times tonight. Reggie Jack, 15 and a half points. Reggie Jackson's clearing 20 tonight. Reggie Jackson over 15 and a half points tonight. Ken, for the, for the Denver Nuggets. Jackson over points. What's your favorite prop tonight? I was going to go uh, Clarkson over with Markinen out, but apparently Clarkson's like sick and is going to play, but may not be 100%. So I, that was the guy I really like to pick up the slack in that game. Now I don't, I don't know what to play in that game. Uh, I'm going to play a bunch of props in the Pistons game 
for them to play well. These were going to be in best of the rest, but again, we're going to upgrade everything because one prop went away. Uh, I am, we played this once already. It didn't go great, but this is a game where it can definitely happen. Cade to have a triple double. Again, like I, I'm brainwashed. Like I think they're all in in this game to try to win. Cade triple double 40 to one tonight against the Wizards. And then what do you want to play against the Wizards? They are the most careless team with the basketball in the NBA. You want to play steals props against them. There are two steals props listed everywhere for Pistons players. They are Osser Thompson and Jaden Ivey. Um, like over on both, alts on both. Uh, yeah, again, they can lose the game and those are still going to hit. Steals props against the Wizards have been really good. All right. Uh, no, our God is an Osser God. I mean, yes, if they if they win tonight. Otherwise, I, don't, I can't say what I was going to say. But yeah, so. Otherwise, otherwise, Ken's an atheist. All right. Yes. Uh, time for bets for Monday Night Football. The Vikings and the Bears, side total and props. Kenny Henderson, please lay down the dope-ass beat. BetMGM is our show sponsor. BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks, and every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you earn rewards points. You can redeem them for things like free bets and risk-free tokens, or this is what I would do. Convert them to MGM rewards points that can be used towards dining shows and hotel rooms. I love all those things. Ken's more of a show guy than me, but I, I like them too. At over 20 MGM resorts. So download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. Also download the BetQL app. Five-star plays there. Like Michael Porter Jr. under points tonight. Maybe in synchronization with Reggie Jackson scoring a million. Mm, BetQL.com and the BetQL app. All right, to the NFL bets for tonight, Ken, to wrap up week 12. I haven't spent a ton of time this week on this game because I don't really think it's that interesting a game. Uh, the Vikings obviously trying to make the playoffs here in the NFC. Minnesota, a three-point home favorite. The total here is, you know, like, almost like 43, 43 and a half. The one piece, a couple pieces of injury news, Justin Jefferson officially out. We've known this for days, but he will not play. Vikings on bye next week. Jefferson will return in week 14 when the Vikings go on the road to play the Las Vegas Raiders. And for Chicago, Deontay Foreman will be out tonight. Chicago will have a two-man backfield with the rookie Roshan Johnson and Khalil Herbert. Ken, side and total analysis, please, for the Vikings and the Bears. Yeah, I, I just, the reason I haven't talked about this game a lot this week is I, I got nothing going on here from a side total standpoint. Uh, I You know, three, three and a half, obviously like a big difference in the market, but just like I, I don't really have an angle to make a bet in this game. I think the Vikings should be favored. I think it should be at least three. If it was less than three, I would definitely bet them. Um, but a full three, I think I'm good on. Small lean to the Vikings. Nothing on the total in the game. Just uh, obviously like the Vikings have shifted completely with Dobbs as the quarterback. Uh, I, in an effort to have any action on the game tonight. So interpret this this way. This is not Ken's favorite bet. To have any action on the game tonight, uh, I'm going to play both quarterbacks to go over their rushing yards totals. Dobbs, 33 and a half. Fields, 57 and a half. Figure the Vikings blitz the bejesus out of Fields. Maybe he runs a lot. All right. There you have it, Ken's bets for tonight. Uh, now that it's three, Minnesota, I'll lay the three with the Vikings. You have a quarterback and a coach that always lose against the coach that always wins and, like, a quarterback that I like in Josh Dobbs. And Fields might be better. Also, like, he always loses. And the number's three. And I, basically, the Viking, my bet is Minnesota to win the game. And if they win by three, I push. I'll lay the three with Skull with the Minnesota Vikings. All right, uh, which means it's now time for the Prop King to descend down from that royal throne and all that good stuff. I'm a Prop King. Rough day yesterday with the yardage props. Thankfully, hit a couple anytime touchdowns, but we are looking to get back on track here on a Monday night following a couple good weeks. Not a great NFL Sunday yesterday for the Prop King in terms of the yard. So we're going to look to get back on the winning track today with the Prop King for Monday Night Football. <laughs> Thank you.
approaching the betting window. It is your prop king, Nick Costos. All hail King Costos. All hail King Costos. Worship me, morons. Prop King going to be honest with everybody. Prop King had a hard time picking out a winning prop for today. I think it's a tough game. Maybe Ty Chandler, if like Chandler's going to be the 1A to Madison's 1B. Maybe it's Khalil Herbert, but like maybe Roshan Johnson is, is involved. So the Prop King has sought an opinion by one of the members of his royal court. Thy, thy royal Tyler Morales. And this is a hashtag, what do we call this? A collab? We've collabed on collab. this? This is a Prop, King, yeah. a Prop King Tyler Morales collab bet. Jordan Addison, oh, it, baby, Jordan Addison over receiving yards tonight for the prop king. And let's have some fun with a first touchdown bet at a long price. How about Minnesota's number two tight end? The Vikings get crushed by opposing tight ends. No value in TJ Hawkinson. Josh Oliver, first touchdown, 40 to one at bet MGM. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow on a terrific football Tuesday. Until we meet again, dear listener and dear viewer, I am Nick Costos wishing you minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. Let's get it tonight, Monday night, in the world of sports.